Hey everyone, this is Mr. CFG himself, Davis Green, one of the co-hosts of the CFG Gamecast. I just got back from our 24-hour Extra Life Marathon for charity, and I just want to say thank you to everyone that chipped in for this great cause. During the event, we streamed episode 28 of the podcast with special guest Chris Tang. You know, the boom Tetris dude. Since this was a live show at the event, we did have a little bit of uh, audio issues, and I apologize for that. But for the most part, everything was great. We had amazing topics that you shouldn't miss. Anyways, enjoy the episode. Welcome to the CFG Gamecast, episode number 28, a weekly podcast where gamers and streamers alike talk about discussions of gaming topics from the previous week. I am Mr. CFG himself, Davis Green, and with me for the very first time, we got <laughs> we got Smitty from Vegas, from the itty bitty Smitty Let's go. committee. What's going on, Let's go. Absolutely, dude, I'm super pumped to be here. Uh, the the fundraiser has been fantastic. Everyone here, that's you know, people have come, they've showed up, they're supporting, sharing. Uh, every little bit helps, guys. Thank you guys so much. I'm I'm super excited to be joining you guys and for us to be able to do this live. Uh, this is gonna be fantastic. We got another 15 hours to go. <laughs> I know, right? So we're definitely gonna be having a fun time. It's funny because it feels like a long day already, and yeah. it's still. Like, oh, don't worry. You're at the end of your shift. Another 15 more hours. So we're all good. Yes, definitely. And also, I have Flexus. Flexing it strong, as always. How are you doing, girl? Uh, I'm doing great. I'm running on four hours of sleep, but I'm not feeling it. I, I would say the one person here uh, here that's probably, like, the biggest trooper is you, <laughs> I would have to say. Uh, because, seriously, like, you start, you worked. You get four hours of sleep, and then you're going back and you're just doing this for the kids. That's awesome, really. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. That's awesome. And we have an awesome guest, a really cool, a really cool get, a really cool, awesome star. I've known him for years. It's really a freaking awesome to see you again. It's a, he's a Tetris god back in, like uh, ever since the original Tetris back in the uh, the 80s yeah. and 89s. The Nintendo Entertainment System. Oh yeah, definitely NES System, and then also your. Uh, uh, man, your story is just crazy. I've, every time I've talked to you, there's always a crazy story. To yeah, have, there's a lot say. of different yeah. angles to describe you. <laughs> game development, cosplayer. Gaming, yeah. cosplay. You're just an entrepreneur. Yeah. And, Let's uh, just call you straight <laughs> up like gaming entrepreneur. There's but, like a documentary, and I think uh, under my name, they couldn't figure out what to say, so it just says all around badass. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of works. It's like. You know, you know, I mean, come on. Yeah, we got Chris Tang with us today. But most people know me from the esports commentary now. Oh, boom, yeah. Tetris for Jeff. Yes, boom, yeah. Tetris for Jeff, exactly. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing awesome. Yes. Um, I'm, speaking of staying up long hours, I was studying specifically for our talk today. <laughs> so uh, ever since uh, I was able to pick up my copy of Death Stranding at Best Buy, right when, <laughs> like at 8.50 p.m., I've uh, just been on it. So. Oh, my God. You've just been like, fo- mm. you know, it's actually more of a reason to get focused on that game. Uh, but yeah, we're going to definitely discuss that. I definitely would love to see what. But I knew we were going to be talking are. about it, and oh, they yeah. wanted to do a good job with it. Oh, so, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, you just you being here, you've already done more than more than what we wanted you to do. But that's awesome. I really would love to have that discussion with you. And uh, 
as well. We've been like you already know what I've been doing. <laughs> Just getting this, getting this all set up. Got a, got some people together. We're definitely going to to do some great topics. So let's just get this started. So as always, we're uh, definitely each of us. She brings a topic to the table. Usually we do a topic from the previous week, but since it's a special extra life episode, we're making this a very special one. So we're just gonna do an all out random topic, uh, topics of what we're what we're feeling like. Yeah, what's on our mind? Yes. What we feel like talking. Exactly. About. That sounds good. Exactly. It's just it's perfectly awesome, perfectly straight. And then also, I uh, didn't I actually didn't discuss this with y'all, but I just just thought about it just now. But if y'all have a good topic or a question that you have with us right now, definitely, definitely. Uh, uh, just post it here inside the chat, and then we'll, then we have Faye in uh, on the uh, taking a look at our uh, the computers just to just to see if there's anything interesting, as well as us just normally seeing uh, that we wanted to point out. So definitely, we want you be a part of the discussion and make it as interactive as possible and fun. So let's get down to business. Uh, we'll start with you, Chris. So like, <laughs> you're like, wait, what? Okay. <laughs> you're already all set up. Like, well, you're the guest. I'm really wanting to know what the, what what you have to bring to the table. So what do you have? So yeah, the two things I wanted to talk about. I guess there are two. If mm-hmm. I can squeeze that in, uh-huh. or the things I've been playing lately and uh, in the last week, uh, two things hit on PS4. One is the Neo 2 mm-hmm. open beta. Oh yes. And uh, Neo 1 was my favorite game of this generation. I highly recommend the game. It's polished. It's fun. It's like Dark Souls without all the problems that Dark Souls had. Oh, yes. It's tight. It's skill-based. I just love Neo. Yes. One. I definitely love it. The, I, the one thing I did, I loved about Neo the most is the fact that they had, uh, there was the, the glitches. The amount of glitches that, that uh, 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 what's it called? Uh, Dark, Souls. Dark Souls. Dark Souls had was kind of like kind of crazy <laughs> at right. times. But yeah, Neo and I love the story of Neo more. Right. Neo's story was a more lot of the things harder. that were weak on Dark Souls, like you know, cinematic story, um, mm-hmm. the tightness of the gameplay, mm-hmm. the customization of the character um, build. Like a lot of that stuff, they did better than Dark Souls. <laughs> I feel so. I became a real fan of that. I, I still play Dark Souls. I like both games, but Neo really speaks to me as a player because uh, it's one of the few games that I know of that you can choose between high frame rates mm-hmm. and um, like not so high resolution. Or you can, if you like high res graphics in 4K, mm-hmm. you can have that and choose that instead of your frame rate. Usually, only PC gamers get those kinds of uh, things uh, to choose on your. Uh, options menu but right yeah uh, oh that's definitely true and i just had the biggest issue was uh uh what's it called uh <laughs> the biggest issue i had was uh the biggest issue i can't even say i'm like so much stuff happening in the, on my headphones I, I know right it's like it's like here's the real test well the biggest uh thing i definitely loved was the boss fights as well as the the severity of how important it was for you to parry in that game because yeah. like you had to parry there's no ifs ands or buts you had to learn how to do it if you didn't then you would make uh, it would it would be like 10 times harder okay than it but then the real question is would you say uh, you said it was the best of all, like one of the best of all time. Have y'all have y'all played uh, Neo before? Nope. No. Oh yeah. Oh, it's free to play it's on, on the PlayStation. The, yeah, Store this right month. Now. Yeah, I just. So I if anyone it. has a PS Plus subscription, yes. it's free yeah. this month on PlayStation Plus. So go out and get that. Yep. Yeah. I downloaded oh, it. 
Oh, you did? I did. Do yeah. you usually play those kind of games, though? Do you uh, usually play those survival I games? Have, I mean, I'll play them, and I have no issues with them. I tried Dark Souls back in the day, and I was like, this is not for me. Yeah. <laughs> frustrating. I was like, I'm good on this. Uh-huh. Uh, but, I, I mean, again, I'm, I'm very much, I enjoy a good story. Mm. So if you can, you know, you can grab me with a good story, I'll play whatever. Yeah. You know? Oh, okay. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah. So there is a little bit of cause for discussion and concern. Mm-hmm. Neo 2's open beta... Mm-hmm. It, it does some things that, as a Neo 1 fan, I'm a little concerned about. Oh, yeah? Everything that made Neo 1 skill-based, they seem to try to balance the game to counter against it. So there's a lot of complaints that they made it too hard. Oh, yeah. So uh. there are people who are, like, actually really good at Neo 1 who uh. ground, ground through the game and could beat it on, like, the hardest setting and everything. They really amped up the difficulty to the point where things are random and it feels really sloppy. And ah. I'm really hoping, as a big fan of the franchise, that they don't mess it up. Right. Uh, so if anyone's been playing the Neo 2 open beta and have had, having problems with the difficulty, then send in the feedback form so that Koei Tecmo can fix it. I actually got through it without that much of a problem. I blew through all the open beta content in like a yeah. day. Right. Uh, so I got around it, but it didn't feel skill-based. It mm. felt like I was... Sluggish? Waiting for good RNG. No, it's uh. that. Okay, so when you have a game that's very difficult, you make bosses and you make enemies that have patterns that you can telegraph, and you have mechanics that work around right. those things that are hard. You know, they hit you hard, you lose a half or a third of your life, but you learn the patterns and you get good. Yeah. Yep. Neo 2 says, we're going to do random stuff and <laughs> not give you a pattern that you can learn, and then we'll give you like a three frame window. And then even then, it might be random whether you get hit or not. Yes. So it kind of goes overboard. And uh, a lot of the discussions online are saying, well, did they go overboard or do you just need to get good? But people who actually like the game, like myself, are like, you know, if it's this hard for me, trying to get a new audience to play the new version of the game is going to be even harder. Well, so I don't know, because, like, I mean... I'm sorry, but when it comes to say, like, I mean, the, the, well, I don't mind the get goods mentality personally. I think oh, that's yeah. what it normally is. Although I do kind of see South the at the point of like, you know, there are this game isn't meant for everybody, but like when you say the difficulty level is at a randomizer, for instance, is it to a point where it is it is it hard, but is it somewhat fair, or is it like that's, or that's is it just going on to it? Neo one hard but fair. Uh huh. Neo 2, hard, really not fair. Oh, okay. okay. So, th- okay. That makes sense then. So it I doesn't feel that. like when I overcome a boss, uh-huh. it doesn't feel like I use skill to do it. Uh-huh. It felt like I tried like 10 times, and one of those times the RNG was good enough for me to, to not have certain things happen. I see. That's why it doesn't feel solid like Neo 1. But, you know, it's a beta, mm-hmm. and uh, like Neo 1, they made a lot of changes between the beta and the final. And in right. Neo 1, they even had a weapon durability system that they completely took out. Uh-huh. So we could see big changes, and I'm hoping for the best for okay. the game. Okay, we'll definitely see. Send in those surveys. Yeah, Flex, is, uh, have you heard anything about Neo at no, all? No, this is my first time even hearing about the it? game. Oh, my God, yes. I don't have a PlayStation. It, it's my oh, favorite. That's right. oh, it's, it's also on um, PC. PC. Oh, is it on PC? Yes. Okay. You should the- definitely play. This is one of those games that I would suggest if you love those kind of craziness games. Mm-hmm. Like, uh... I think right now I'm trying to learn how to play. I'm playing Sekiro, and yeah. uh, that's that game is like annoyingly <laughs> it's annoying, yeah. but I just like it because it's just the it gives you a grappling hook and stuff. But I love that stuff. But uh, no, but Neo was uh, was more was tough. I will say Neo took me a while to kind of finally match. Tough now, but fair. Yeah. I was going to say for our listeners and people like me who are completely new to the series. 
how would you give a breakdown of like the story? Give me your sale pitch of the game. So the story <laughs> on the story side, um, the, the reason that's better than other games in the genre like Dark Souls is uh, instead of just leaving the story to like the, the item descriptions and things like that, you get you actually have um, you know cutscenes and voiced uh, characters. The game is based on a real life story of um, the first Westerner to mm. get samurai status. Uh, in Japan. Very cool. And um, there was like this old TV show in the 70s or early 80s called Shogun. And uh, yeah. it was, um, his name was uh, William, and um, they called him Anjin. He was like a sailor who washed up on the shores of Japan. Mm. And, you know, most of the time when you have a foreigner wash up back in the, those feudal times, you know, a lot of times they just killed him. They, yeah, they didn't yeah. uh, do that. But um, I believe that um, William knew what to say, and he worked his way up and gained this trust of many of the feudal lords there. And this is, that's part of the real story that happened. But in Neo, it, it gets even crazier. Uh, instead of it just being uh, feudal lords, now there are these demonic forces at oh. work. Okay. And uh, like a stone. And um, the story is that William was chasing after this stone, this energy source. And all of these demons are, are using it as a source. And uh, it's like a bigger, badder version of what actually happened. Right. Okay. You have historical uh, warlords, like Nobunaga's in it. Mm. And uh, like a lot of the feudal lords in Japanese history that you might know from Samurai Warriors. Mm. I and, love uh, Samurai Warriors. Oh, like, yeah. uh, Nobunaga's <laughs> edition games like that. They're all done in, you know, like in a distinct style. And right. they all have like these animal sort of like special spirits within them that they can unleash and attack with them. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it's yeah, really, I'm sold. really <laughs> well done. And uh, it's it's my favorite game this generation. If you're ready to like wanting to, it's going to be like Dark Souls. It is Dark Souls hard. So just letting you know, and it's legitimately Dark Souls hard. It's like when, pe like you know how everyone has the bar where it says, "Hey, this game is hard, like Dark Souls hard." No, this one is exactly that. But okay. I believe that some. the skill based factor is uh, yeah. tighter. So right. the controls are tighter. You don't have these weird buffering controls that don't do what you want to do. Right. It's tuned to be tight. The response is good. It, it's emphasis is on gameplay. Right. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Retro is funny. I was just looking at this thing. He says, elevator pitch and go. It's not Tom Cruise, right? And, uh, <laughs> well, another funny thing about Neo is... The Last Samurai. We all know oh. Tom Cruise is the Last Samurai. <laughs> you know, the game showed up originally at E3 2005. Yeah. So the game took what? them like oh 11 years yeah. or something. Wow. Uh, to come out, and if you look at look up the old trailer for it, it's like on PS2, and it's right. like really, oh, wow. really That's old. Crazy. And uh, they refined it, and they got Team Ninja on it. Mm. And um, of all the games that came out that took that long for development cycle, it had a happy ending. Right, it really did. Nice. Surprisingly enough, That's cool. Wow, that yeah, that, have man, that brings it back. So we'll see on Neo Two. I didn't yeah. get a chance. So Neo to mess Two with the changes the things. So though. William, uh, the guy who washed up on the shore and became the first uh, foreigner to be a samurai, Neo Two is different. You played. William in the first game. In this game, you play as, like you, you create a character more like Dark Souls. I like that. So you have a male or female, and you pick your style, and uh, apparently you get demonic powers, and you're kind of like this demon-human hybrid that can morph into a demon. Mm. Ah. So they, uh, they improve some of the powers, and they have some new gameplay elements that are going to be introduced. That's some awesome. new weapons. So I'm really excited yeah, about it. I, I hope yeah. that they fix the difficulty so it's not... 
too crazy. Well, that's the beauty yeah. of be- it being in beta now. Yeah. Too, and I feel like they're going to get the feedback and they'll fix yeah, it. Exactly. I'm really hoping. Right. Okay. Cool. Well, I mean, that, no, that's definitely uh, no, that's definitely awesome. There, I'm definitely looking forward. I'm looking forward to two just to see. I'm kind of worried when they do things like that because, like, you remember, for instance, Onimusha one. Then you switched over to Onimusha 2, and then they had the weird story with Jubei, Jubei Yagyu and stuff. And then it's like, if they're going to give people more freedom with that level of, like, customization of your character and uh, stuff, like, what's the emphasis of the story? Uh, the from what one. I've seen, you're still talking with uh, these Japanese warlords, and they're giving you a job, and you're doing this thing, and yeah. you still feel part of that world. Okay. So I all like right. what they're where they're going with did you, it. Did you actually play the beta? Yes, yourself? I played you all did? the beta content. You did? Okay, Got through cool. all of it. Got through all of it in a day, so it's not insurmountable. In a day? <laughs> Jeez. But, yeah, no, I mean, it's a meaty. Okay, I would say that the open beta, if you can get it, it's up for a couple more days. Uh-huh. It's one of the meatiest open betas I've ever played. Uh-huh. Like, you you can spend a good 20 hours on it, like, getting wow. your character all So you're all saying you up. played it and didn't sleep. But, you know, it's free. You can download it and play it now. And uh, you know, if the difficulty is too crazy, send in that uh, feedback form. Yeah, and, that uh, is awesome. Yeah. yeah, definitely check that out. Thank, yeah, that's a really good, that's a really good sales pitch, I'll say. All right. Well, that's a good topic, Chris. Okay, so I know the other one was going to be Death Stranding, yeah. and I know Smitty you was wanting to do it. Yeah. So I figured Smitty. I'd use my slot on that. Yeah, <laughs> we can all talk no. about Death Dude, Stranding. That's, yeah, that's nice and I said I'm going to try not to fanboy as much as I can. I have not gotten to put a lot of time in. We streamed it on, uh, I think it was Thursday. Thursday, I believe, yeah. Yeah, then we got in late last night. I played for a couple hours last night. That's why I didn't go to bed till like 5.30, uh, almost 6 o'clock uh, this morning. Uh, but... Obviously, it's, it, it is, and I'm, I'm hearing, I'm starting to see some of the reviews and people talking and this and that, and, oh, it's boring, it's slow. Uh, it's, it's Kojima. What we know about Kojima, he is going to put his heart and soul into the story. So if, you, if that's not for you, and I get it, that's not for everybody, <laughs> but this is exactly what I thought, you know what I mean? Give me a, uh, uh, you know, a full, meaty story with character development. And, you know, again, I've barely scratched the surface. Uh, I, I think I'm on, like, chapter two now as far as the game goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's now starting to open up a little bit for me. Uh, but what I've seen, and there are a lot of cinematics, but, again, it's given us that full story, and it's completely putting you into it. This is a game that I, I know I, I streamed Thursday. I do not plan on streaming it again, though, uh, just because mm. I want to enjoy it. I want to enjoy it. I know I wouldn't be able to fully do it uh, trying to stream it and and uh, and play. Uh, so, you know, it, again, I'm, I'm still scratching the surface on it. I don't know exactly what it entails. It feels good. The controls feel pretty good. Um, the... the the weight thing is kind of, you know, you got you to gotta take that stuff into consideration, which, again, I like those little touches where you have to think about that, like, oh, let me grab my this sleeve so that I don't fall over and then wake up baby. Now i got to cuddle baby, and maybe there's a crazy thing coming. I don't know. You know what I mean? Uh, so it, it feels very Kojima. <laughs> uh, and, and, again, once they announced it, I said it. I was like, you can have my wallet. You can have my <laughs> cards. It doesn't matter. I'm going to get it because I know I'm going to enjoy it. If you enjoy uh, you know, again, one of my favorite series is the uh, Metal Gear series. So I've always been a huge fan. I knew coming into this what what it was going to kind of be. I didn't watch a lot of the trailers intentionally, uh-huh. just so I can, you know, again, I just want to walk right into it. it raw. I can walk into it raw. I don't know what's going on, mm-hmm. and it's been fantastic. I'm enjoying it. So Here's far. a question for you before we start. Uh, like, did it hit? 
like did the hype for it. I mean, the hype for this game was like came out. This was announced initially what five years, four or five Something years like ago, that, yeah. around that range. Like, so do you? Would you say that this game hit the expectations that you were expecting for a, a Kojima game to uh, to hit for you, or do you feel like it was overrated to the extent of like, uh, what this is? This was like the bee's knees of everything that was that was being told to me. I need to get this game, uh, or, or like I don't or feel. <laughs> Like what do you feel? If you're saying, right do I feel like this is Anthem 2.0? No. no. Because <laughs> I got words for them. Oh, Anthem, no. Right? Uh, no. And again, it, it's hard for me to definitively say yes, this is worth your buy because I'm so early into the game. Yes. I don't know, but to me, I I I know I like what he what he does. I like where his mind is. I know he's very cinematic in his storytelling uh, within the gameplay. It's something that I enjoy. So regardless, I think I'm going to you know what I mean. I'm going to enjoy it regardless. Okay. I, I, I think unless uh, you know I, I get through and I'm just like this was just terrible. Yeah. You know what I mean. And I I'm not getting that vibe. Um, yeah, I think I think if you like stuff like that and things that are really immersive within a story, you're gonna enjoy that game. Okay. Do I think it's for everybody? No. Probably. A not. lot of people are gonna say it's too slow. There's not enough action. You know, uh, Walking Simulator 2.0. Mm. I've heard it. You know, I've, I've heard them. I've heard them. Yeah. I'm enjoying that. Interacting with the environment and throwing up ropes and you know climbing yeah. down. I was like, yeah, man, like this is this is fantastic. Uh, so okay. that's how I feel about it. Well, okay. Uh, well, oh. So couple fun facts about the game from what I've learned from other people playing it, because I haven't picked it up yet myself. I'm waiting for the PC release. Uh, first off, it is only on PlayStation right now. There should be a PC release coming later on. I believe in June. Yeah, yeah so sometime next year. Uh, secondly, from what I've heard, you have at least a minimum of over 40 hours of gameplay mm -hmm. from it, which if you put that into a dollar perspective, let's say you buy base game $60, mm -hmm. I mean, it's well worth the money in mm -hmm. the gameplay aspect. Um, like Smitty said, it is very cinematic. <laughs> it is very slow. So if you are looking for a game that's fast paced, you're going to get a lot of combat, so on and so forth. This may not be the game for you. However... If you are somebody who appreciates a very detailed story, if you're somebody who appreciates Kojima games, and if you're someone who appreciates um, the, I guess, the atmosphere as well as the setting and the scenery, because I've seen shots from the game, mm. and, I mean, it's beautiful. Yes. It, it's like looking at a picture. It, it is desktop background-worthy shots. <laughs> I, it's a very beautiful game. I, I thought the, even the introduction of the Kojima Productions intro with the guy on the moon, and then you see the spacesuit with the skeleton inside, and you see the digital whale. Like I'm like, what is going on? This is just amazing. I was like, I got to get this. I was watching Smitty's stream, which, by the way, Smitty2447 on Twitch.tv and Flexus underscore underscore. And uh, I was like, Dang, dude, that is insane. Uh, like, I really want to get this game. Because I haven't t touched it. Have you touched it yet, Flex? I have not. Like right. I said, I don't own a PlayStation, no, yeah, so yeah. I have to wait for it to come out for PC. Yeah. But I've been watching a little bit of gameplay, definitely seeing a lot as far as, like, cinematic trailers and getting secondhand knowledge from other players. Okay, well, here's the thing. So I know that Smitty started it. You may be, you're, what, 10, 15 hours in? Not even that, dude. Not even that? Not, okay. Yeah. So you started. So but I know, Chris, you've been... 
and like yeah. you be beasting it in it. You're my hope was that I could beat it in time for this, but yeah. there's a lot in there, and uh, yeah. but I do think I have enough where I can have a good perspective on it, and there's okay. a lot to talk about. Oh, okay, yes. great. Yeah. So that's right. we well, let's to have know. it. So yeah, I'm about yeah. 20 hours in, uh-huh. and I got to the point where the world's opened up, and you can do a lot more things. I'm not gonna spoil anything. Okay, so um, non spoiler free, folks. But I will talk about the gameplay and. Uh, kind of like the 4D mind chess that Kojima did in marketing this game mm-hmm. and wow. how it can either be like the best game or the worst game, but it really depends on what your taste in games is yep. and mm-hmm. having an understanding of what kind of game it is going into it. And the reason why Kojima didn't tell people what the gameplay was, was on paper, it doesn't sound impressive. It doesn't sound like like a Kojima gameplay mechanic. It doesn't sound like a Kojima game itself on the way out, everything else. Right. I mean, if you break it down and you say that you're post-apocalyptic Amazon delivery man, (laughs) (laughs) like, it doesn't sound impressive. Slash babysitter. Right, slash babysitter, uh, slash, uh, you know, Norman Reedus uh, simulator. Ghost ghost babysitter, keep that in mind. So um, I went into it, like, there's two ways that I look at it. Um, One is that it has the potential to be my favorite game. Mm-hmm. And the other one is that it's going to disappoint me. <laughs> and uh, the reason why I got really intrigued is once I found out you know, from reading the reviews what all the gameplay mechanics were, I got more interested in it. Mm-hmm. And that is because the gameplay is the environment. And there's certain reasons why Kojima chose to make that the gameplay mechanic. And I think, too, well, what happened to him in his um, game development career, he was basically exiled from Konami and had to start from scratch. So what do you do from if you need to start from scratch, but you need need to make a most impressive game to get it uh, to be able to bankroll your project and to get people in, interested? You build a world, mm. and then once you're there, what do you do with it? So instead of Kojima making games where you, like Red Dead Redemption or GTA, where you feel like you can do everything, yes. Mm-hmm. He had to focus on something. Right. And if you're building technology and you're building tools and you're trying to get pretty graphics, make it look impressive as you can, you start off with the characters and the world and you make them look the best they can. Then where do you go from there? If you don't have a gameplay mechanic yet, they might, this is just a theory, but maybe they were playing around the world and they got it so detailed, they're like, well, what if the world was the gameplay? So the gameplay mechanic is that you can stack packages on your back and you move through the world, but when you see rocks and you see hills and obstacles in the way, the player is actually engaged with the environment. You're pushing the analog stick forward, oh. and every little nook and cranny and river and yeah. stream becomes a game. It becomes a challenge to overcome. Mm-hmm. And there's something really kind of compelling about it and relatable, because when you're running around in the open world, I've always felt that real life was like a video game myself. Right, right. So I would like scan front, how can I get from point A to point B as fast as I can? I'm the kind of person who's always pushing the run button in real life. I'm never walking. <laughs> when, I, when, it, when it's socially acceptable, I'm always running. Right. And I'm always trying to get from point A to point B. I always jump over curbs. I always, you know, do a little parkour when no one's looking. <laughs> parkour. So, yeah, Death Stranding kind of brings all that into perspective. The other thing I really like to do is I like to carry as much as possible in my backpack, a little bit of, you know, Tetris and weight management <laughs> yeah. involved. How much can I shove into my backpack without damaging my backpack, get from point A to point B as fast as possible, save myself time, money, and effort, and, you know, when I get to, you know, the, the, the game convention or wherever I'm going to, yes. I'm, you know, got all my cosplay stuff in there, <laughs> you know, that's a satisfying feeling, and I'm really, I like those mechanics, and they turned it into a game. So, yeah. in that sense, 
Kojima's kind of brilliant in turning something that you kind of take for granted in your life and turning it into something that potentially can be fun. Mm. On that same token, I also might be disappointed by it if it doesn't fulfill me. And the, the thing is, the other side of it is, I hate games that have fetch quests. Yes. Every other game that's yes. got cool stuff like gunplay and you know Fulton mechanics and, and things like that, when they put me on a fetch quest, I'm like... No. It's work. It's yeah. chores. Yeah. It's like it's kind of like uh, what's it called? Like I think one of the examples of that, which was annoying to me, is that upcoming DBZ Kakarot that's coming mm. oh, out. Oh no! Yeah. So like I'm already knew that for sixty bucks, it's not going to be worth the money for it because they're uh, what they're doing is that they're using the track of the story that they have told to everybody for the past thirty years, right. and then they'll be like, okay, you need to go pick up find Gohan Sun. Oh, that's funny how we're talking about Dragon Ball and then to this, but uh, the go to go you need to go find fight Rad to go out to go on sun but on the way to fight raditz you'll see go or krillin down from the bottom and he tells you hey i lost all my sensu beans oh, I need no. to go pick up like five of them so we can so so we can provide right. that to you as support it's like why would you first off you can fly you can do all this nonsense yourself why are you making me the strongest person in the world to go find your dang beans you know right. it's just like we don't want we don't have right. time for when it you have a game like Dragon Ball, where you expect combat and excitement. Yes. Yeah. You don't want to go on a fetch quest. Exactly. Exactly. That last thing you're wanting to do is say, "Oh my gosh, okay, hey, here's Piccolo. Oh, Piccolo lost his uh, lost his head, his helmet, and his weight piece. He needs to find it. Can but we please help you find it? Yeah. It's like uh, it's like uh, you do know I kill people to save the planet, right? <laughs> you know that kind of thing. But no, you're totally right about that. I definitely agree. So there's certain games that have good gameplay mechanics, like you know, Near Automata comes to mind. Oh, God, yes, uh, yes. The Gravity Rush. Every time they sent me on a fetch quest, I get upset. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Death Stranding is kind of brilliant because if you go in knowing that you're a delivery boy, it's kind of acceptable right. that you're going on fetch quests all the time. But if you hate fetch quests, and that's absolutely like something you do not want to have constant... Um, doing of over right. and over again that Death Stranding is probably not, not for, for you. you. Oh, no. But if you can embrace it and realize that Kojima put fun into the fetch quest, then it's kind of brilliant in yes. a way. Right. Yeah. So, like, and I understand that there's a giant divide for this game, and I, the real big hope was, like, I knew, I, I kind of felt that that, I knew that was going to happen, because people... I mean, from the outside, this game isn't for everybody. We all know this game isn't for everybody. But then with the hype alone, the fear of missing out, and also these different kinds of levels, like, oh, wow, the biggest dude from Konami is gone, and now he's a part. He's, uh, he's using the Gorilla Game Engine that used Horizon Zero Dawn to do this, is doing this. All this crazy hype about it for the past four years. I, can, I was like, okay, I can see this. The one person I really would like to know, I knew that I was going to look after this to say, is this something I should get, or is this something I should wait on? But it would definitely be someone like you, Chris, and basically the hardcore Kojimas out there, because people know what to expect in the Kojima game. Uh, the the one thing I was a little shaky about, and I know you can't really answer this, uh, Chris, since you're not there yet, or any of us is, is the ending, because they that right. the one problem I've always had with Kojima is that the ending feels a little bit sl like either sluggish or it feels like it's just not... It makes me kind of not... Not, I'm not interested, like, uh, at all. I understand five. Well, dude, come on, five. If you finish five. I didn't finish thing, five yet. <laughs> oh, man. If you finish no, five. Okay. So, again, here, here's the best joke. Here's the best joke. 
<laughs> Neither did Kojima. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So five is uh, was a big prime example, but four was kind of yeah. the same way though too. I loved. I loved. I had no. I've never had problems with the ending. I I understand that, but I feel like that's what. I mean, it's kind of like to me that reminds me of. Uh, the uh, the latest Battlestar Galactica mm-hmm. and how if you've watched that series through and then you get to the end, the end kind of feels like it kind of drags on yes. for a while. Just uh-huh. like, just get to the end. Let's finish this thing. Um, <laughs> I can understand that. But again, I, I feel like that's where, you know, with a Kojima game, you really get that cinematic, like, you know, he lays it out like a cinematic adventure right. that plays out. You know what I mean? And that's what I really appreciate about that. I take my time with that kind of stuff. I feel like people are just too impatient. I agree. Personally. Oh yeah. No, no, I totally agree. And I re- and I think that's where it is, where we're at right now with why we're getting the scores that we're getting the scores. Right. And like you're saying, like uh, I love the way you described how this game is because if anyone yeah. didn't understand, like what this game was. That was probably the best way I've ever heard yeah. of Yeah, I, I figured that would be yeah. a good way. you got to have both ways, right? Exactly. Uh, will you like this or will you not like it and yes. why? Yes. Uh, but if you're wondering about the ending, so I haven't seen the ending yet. And I know I'm in for some kooky stuff. A crazy two-hour Probably movie. might make me not like it. But, <laughs> but take this into consideration. He was building the world and he's building technology with this game. Mm-hmm. This is his first project as a new indie studio. He doesn't have all of his firepower. He went right. in with this not at full strength. Now that he has all of this technology and he has this really <laughs> detailed environment, really detailed human-like characters, can you begin to imagine what he's going to make next That's now that one. he has this? Good ending or bad ending, whatever comes next from Kojima yes. is going to blow our minds, oh, and he will have a gameplay mechanic that's going to blow us away. Well, looks like it's going to be a gameplay, though, because I've heard that he wanted to do movies. Yeah, I guess we'll I see. Really- <laughs> I don't know whether that means he's going to make yeah. movies with that studio or make movies of, of games that he makes. Mm. Um, and the other thing is, um, when, you, when it comes in terms of whether you should buy the game or not, I think the game has such impressive graphics oh, yeah. and... Uh, asset creation that you know when you ask is this game worth 60 bucks i would say that just on the merit of the amount of work that was put into the technology behind it and just to be able to see what's current and what's possible that thing pushes the ps4 pro like to the limit i I can't believe that from the beginning i got a ps4 to now that's how good it's gotten i didn't have to buy a new system to get it totally so i want to make a couple points actually about the game Uh um so first off when you're talking about like the graphics and how it does push the the ps4 i'm curious to see how it'll look on pc especially with ray tracing oh yes and how much that's going to enhance the game even further um, and then I also wanted to talk about the gameplay mechanic because you mentioned, you know, there's you either like these kind of quests or you don't or you like this game or you don't. But I think the brilliant thing about this game uh, from my perspective, I'm sure other people can agree, is that it, people won't like the game because the game's bad they'll not like the game because that's not their style of a game. Right, they and might be used to the Metal Gear gameplay yes. where you have, yeah. like, you know, combat and... But, yeah, that, that goes well, back to FOMO, though, uh, well, much, right? the point I'm trying to make is, let's look at a fighting game, for example. People will not play a... Like, if fighting game's intention is to be a fighting game, mm. and people won't play it if the game mechanics are bad. The difference with Death Stranding is people won't play it because they don't want to play that game, not because the game itself is bad right. or the gameplay mechanics are bad. That's why I think it's having the understanding of what the mechanics are exactly. is very critical. Yeah. And the reason why Kojima, as I mentioned in the beginning uh, when we first started talking about it, mm. he didn't reveal that 
outright, and he kind of kept it quiet because mm -hmm. it kept people talking about the game, and he showed things like, you know, the trailers and the really weird cinematic, you know, life and death world stuff mm -hmm. that'll get people talking about it and making theories about it. And they're like, oh, well, what's this baby for? Why are there handprints all over his body? And that actually gave the game more discussion and a more hype that it might not normally have had right. if he had just said, well, you're, you're a delivery boy. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I kind of uh, am impressed at that tactic to, to keep interest in the game so high. That is, yeah. that is very true. That's very awesome. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Right now, I felt like, yeah, I'm definitely going to get the game. I'm just not in any hurry of getting it yet because of other stuff. But I am. that's definitely on my to-get list. I was debating if I wanted to get it before or after Final Fantasy. <laughs> so that's the big one. But, uh, yeah, I know, right? I know, Smitty, you're already. <laughs> I'm ready for that. Yeah, I'm you're already ready, ready for that. For that. Yeah. But, like, uh, yeah, but I'm definitely, it's definitely on my radar. I didn't forget about it. I've just been a little bit busy on it. But uh, from how you're describing it, I think I would definitely enjoy, enjoy it. Uh, I didn't think it, I don't think, but, and I'm also liking the fact that you said that it wasn't, dis, it's not disappointing to you. Like, right. so that's what's a good thing I like about that. So I'll take y'all's word more than I'll take anybody's from the, from the deal. So let's see what's going on in the chat. Anything good? It sounds like yeah. Davis is not yeah. feeling Dragon Ball. <laughs> I, dude, listen, I love Dra I love Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball Fighters is a fun f fun game to watch and it's it's fun to play. But man, like, but if they if in the middle of Dragon Ball Fighters if they say hey we need you to find this dude's contact lens I would be like no I'm not playing. This. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't I don't like it. It's busy work. Or yeah. what's worse is like wow how wow worked. Like, uh, everyone loved WoW so much, but people are forgetting that every time in these small submissions, they're like, we need to kill 20 bats, and then we need to do this. Got to a point where you just did, you just picked up the quest. You didn't even read what was yeah. going on, and then you just finished, you just like, okay, here you go. Skip, 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 and then it's like, okay, give me my stuff. Okay, now let me do the quest and to, to get to the next mission. I don't like that. It, it, it just totally takes takes out of the game uh, uh, for his kind of interest. So know? let me uh, reflect on that a bit. Uh -huh. The best games are made when they make a game that has fun mechanics and then they use those mechanics to be the main core of the gameplay that you keep returning to. So all the missions that you do should involve that fun gameplay. Yeah. You turn that on its head and say, well, if Kojima made any kind of game, maybe it would have been filled with fetch quests anyway. Uh -huh. So what if you made the fetch quest the gameplay and right. made that as fun and detailed and interesting as possible? Yeah. Yes. Right. And, to uh, keep that's, your uh, interest in this and then right. make it feel like you're just using this as a chore, you know? Or, yeah, so I mean... It could still be a chore, but if you enjoy the gameplay yeah. that they put into it and the craftsmanship involved, then he could have something. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah one of the worst things I've always hated, one of my best, the worst mechanics I've always hated, or quest-wise, was uh, escort quests. Oh. I hate oh, yeah. escort quests. It's like, oh, we got to go run around and all of a sudden, mob one. So mob I haven't two. had any of those yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. my gosh. So no. That's yeah, a good, good sign. Thing. All right. Well, that's a really good discussion. Love that one. Uh, oh, were you going to say something, Phil? I'm sorry. Yeah, I was going to say it was good. Uh, I got a um, one topic from chat. Have any of you guys played the new Call of Duty yet? Yes. Yes, I so, have. play it. <laughs> All right. So you... they were asking about your opinions on the Modern Warfare multiplayer. On the multiplayer, I know there's a lot of people that have, uh, you know, again, this is another one that's kind of getting mixed reactions. As far as what's been happening within the Call of Duty world, the last few have been very underwhelming. I enjoyed Black Ops 4. Uh, that was cool. But not having a story, it felt very uh, incomplete. 
mm. to me, and I'm not a, a big battle royale person either. So yeah. like, I played that for a little bit. It's a nice BR, but again, yeah. that's not my style. But sixty dollars, sixty dollars for the BR for, itself. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's not. It didn't feel. Like I got my value, because then you have the, the you have the battle pass, you have the the year one stuff. You gotta you know, there's all these extras that you have to go with it. So it didn't it didn't feel good. Uh, the one before that, World War Two, I didn't even play it. I heard it was trash. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't even bother with that. Uh-huh. This one feels like a Call of Duty to me. Uh-huh. It's boots on the ground. It's more about are you good with aiming and you know FPS as opposed to hey, can I run on this wall and do some sort of crazy trick shot? Uh, stuff. It feels good. Uh, the levels, and I know that they're dropping here, I want to say, in the next week or two. There's uh, a couple maps coming out, mm-hmm. um, some other free content. So that in itself, I was like, all right, that's cool that they're they're going in. Because I know people have uh, had issues with the map saying that they're too big and, mm-hmm. and this and that. There's a lot of people talking about, oh, you know, it's a bunch of campers. It feels, it's, it's Call of Duty. Well, I don't know. Camping is a, feels a little, I mean, no, don't get me wrong. I think this is the, the I think it's in a long time because I've played a little bit of it. And I think it's the best Call of Duty I've played in ever since Modern Warfare, in my right. opinion. But, like, I think the I think the biggest issue with the online multiplayer is the camping. Uh, because I felt that this time they kind of accommodated for that a lot more than what they normally do, and that, and I think that there's situations where people are literally not moving right. throughout the whole match, and that's I don't like that. Uh, that's something they need to improve on. And I would say too, even even going through from playing from the beta, uh, it it very much felt like they slowed down the pace of Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think some people, you know, some people can en- enjoy that. But I think a lot of people are used to that kind of running gun style. It more feeling arcadey right. than than that kind of battlefield, like hard and gritty feel. Right, which right. this one feels a lot more. So I understand because I play. I noticed that I play a lot slower than I have in the past. Um, but I, you know. I mean, you see a camper. To me, that's all. That's a challenge. Yeah. You know, challenge accepted. You're gonna camp. I know exactly where you are. Yeah. I'm not gonna continue getting got. If you want to keep going there, then no, then, I understand. You know, yeah. that's, that's easy piece. Yeah. I I just want. I just would wish that they would still. I mean, there's a different. I mean, don't get me wrong. What makes you well, when you learn when you know what's gonna happen, and if you learn from your mistakes, you're gonna get stronger and you'll know better. Right. But at the same time, though, it's still not fun. <laughs> I mean, just like yeah. I mean, just to come from the outside because technically you are your own guy. I don't know how was it. Is it sixteen? Is it a V eight or is it a sixteen V sixteen? They have a couple. They have a twenty V twenty uh-huh. team deathmatch and domination. There's the ground war, which I believe is forty v forty, and then your normal multiplayer, which is six v six. Okay, so like theoretically, you're still your own guy, but you don't know what the other people are thinking. Is one of the things like you can have a mixture of a person that's new to the game. You have another person that's that's gung ho and all about himself and all these different the situ- situational wise that I understand. So that you would have to put it in amongst yourself in a team game to take care of this one guy to deal with all of this, and I, and I feel that that's a lot of pressure that you're putting on your uh, not only on yourself but just in general that the game is like saying okay they're allowing you they're allowing this person to camp as long as they do and and to do it like there's certain levels of like assistance that they should that they should cater for and then they should be the one if they want to make it more easy or uh, easy friendly they should put maybe increase the rules up a little bit on camp i'm not saying it breaks the game don't get me wrong uh. i think there's always a way to take care of these to get, take care of these things that's just one aspect of the game that i think that they could improve on is mostly is uh is that you know i always so. see that as a challenge though yeah. you know what i mean because i mean there's still ways to combat it you can flip spawns uh spawn uh 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 
spawns. So then if they're camping in one location, you switch spawns. They're right in the thick of things. So that's mm-hmm. going to automatically take that out. Um, you know, I understand why people get frustrated, and it is a pretty cheap way. But, I mean, again, if you think about it, if I was in war, yeah. I'm not going to be running around like, oh, how many people can I kill? I'm going to be like, look, I'm going to hunker down real quick. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm going to I'm try to see what I can do from here, and I'm not going to move. Right. So, I mean, it, it, it is what it is. It, for me, yeah. that's not a – I know that people are talking about it, and, and you know, there's a lot of negativity coming out uh, about it and, uh, and whatnot, but mm-hmm. eh. Yeah. It is what it is. Fair enough. To be yeah. fair, I was going to say that's the major problem I've heard about the game, if not mm. the only problem. Otherwise, I've heard the game's been it's really well received mm-hmm. by the Call of Duty fan yeah. base. Yeah. A lot of people played it, and it seems like it's gotten a lot more hype compared to previous Call of Duty games yes. that have come out a little more yeah, recently. It's not a, it's not a break, it's not a make or break deal. That's what I'm saying. It's like it's just a, it's just an active criticism of would say the uh, of it. It's a solid game. I mean, the story wise is actually pretty good, and that was the only reason why I played them originally was to play the story. I don't, uh, right. That's why I never played Black Ops. Uh, but like, uh, but overall, I mean, that's a small, that's a small thing. Okay, let's switch over. Uh, Flexus, do you have uh, something to bring to the table? Um, so mostly, I just wanted to talk about since it was kind of a free for all for gaming. <laughs> I wanted to talk about the impact of gaming on live, primarily in big, like big impacts. So you know, this event is a good example of. Mm-hmm. You know, we're making an impact, we're doing a good cause, we're raising a lot of money. Mm -hmm. But also I want to talk about, like, specific people within the industry and the impact that gaming Mm -hmm. has had on them and their career and their growth as an individual in a lot of positive ways. Uh, For example, a couple years ago, a player that went by Knuckle Doo in Street Fighter V Mm -hmm. won Capcom Cup. And for those who aren't familiar, Capcom Cup is the Street Fighter tournament each year. So all the top players within the entire world go and they'll compete if they qualify. So you go against all these top sponsored players, these insane, insane people. Mm -hmm. And this kid, I I mean, he's younger than me and I'm 24. Mm And so this kid rises up from from the ashes almost. You know, he rises up. He beats all these pro players. I'm talking people that have been there since, like, mm-hmm. Street Fighter 1 days. And so he beats them, and he wins the tournament. Yes. And on top of that, he wins $250,000. Oh, yes. Which, for anybody, you know, that young, that is life-changing money. And after that, you know, sponsorship, sponsorships comes through, you know, you get recognition, you become a, considered a pro player. And so this becomes a career for you. And, you know, this isn't the first time we've heard this kind of story where we're seeing this pro player. Uh, Arslan Ash in Tekken, mm-hmm. he was brought over and he won Evo yes. this recently. And again... Amazing story of somebody who had an opportunity to come and compete and show off their skill when they normally wouldn't have. And now they want a huge sum of money and now they're, you know, being getting offers and they're doing really well for themselves and they're qualifying for larger tournaments. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, those are within the fighting game realm. But I want to hear your guys' stories, too, because, you know, this is, again, a reflection of a Mm -hmm. positive event and the impact, the positive impact gaming has on communities, individuals and stuff like this, you know, raising money for Mm. a good cause. Definitely. I totally want to expand on that because Uh my whole life has kind of 
sprung board from this. Uh -huh. So people might know me as an esports commentator and maybe a game developer, but a lot of it started as a competitive gamer for me. And uh, I was a competitor in the Nintendo World Championships, and I won the Los Angeles City Championship, and I became the Sega World Champion, uh, winning the biggest esports contest that was ever held at the time, $25,000 on Alcatraz, yeah. and it's broadcast on MTV. Was it 94? So what year was that? 1994. Yeah, okay. So yeah. as a kid, I was one of these kind of like prodigies, playing games, esports, being in these competitions, and it changed my life, and it gave me something really positive to pursue in my life. Uh, after I'd won uh, in L.A. for the Nintendo thing, mm -hmm. I was immediately hired by Atari. And mm -hmm. uh, I worked as a game developer from that point on. I ended up working at Capcom and, you know, from... I actually worked on some Street Fighter games. But anyway, my past aside, let's fast forward to the future. So because I had those positive experiences, it's always been my dream to be able to bring happiness and positivity to the gaming space through video games however way I can. That's just been ingrained in me because I had those opportunities as a kid growing up. So fast forward many years later, and uh, one of my friends, uh, Robin Mahara, who was a fellow competitor, you could say rival, mm -hmm. uh, at the Nintendo contest, right. you know, he actually beat me in Oakland, sent me to L.A., and then I won in L.A. Because he beat me and sent me to L.A., I met the person who hired me at Atari. So it's really good that I got my ass kicked. Wow. Yeah. Small world. Yeah. Years later, Robin says, I want to have a tournament. I want it to be like the old NWC. I want to find out who the best Tetris player in the world is. So 10 years ago, the Tetris World Championship started. And uh, we it was started off as a small event at a theater in, um, in L.A. And we had... Uh, like some of the Twin Galaxies high score winners and some of the people who had been uh, posting really high scores. We invited them to compete with each other to find out who would win. The Nintendo champion Thor Ackerland was one of the contenders for that. And um, the guy who won was um, was Jonas Neubauer. Mm -hmm. And he, uh, for many years that our tournament ran, he became the seven-time world champion wow. uh, of Tetris. Now, uh, last year, something amazing happened. Um, Joseph Saley... Uh, was a 16-year-old kid who uh, had watched uh, the 2016 tournament where the meme, boom, Tetris for Jeff, yes. became really popular. Yes. And uh, the, you know, the kids, they love the memes, and they share them around. And he tried his hand at Tetris, and he got really good at it. And he started streaming on Twitch, and he started showing people how he'd, he would play the game, and he maxed out, and then he maxed out with just one hand. Wow. And uh, he did something called hypertapping, something that Thor Ackerland did, where you vibrate the controller of your thumb to move the piece faster than anyone else could yeah so what happened last year was um joseph showed up at the tournament he just wanted to compete he just wanted to hang out with us he thought like our scene was really cool and really welcoming he tore through the bracket and he, he swept jonas like 3-0 hmm. and became the tetris world champion uh, <laughs> last year yes. uh, it became this huge cinderella story uh, because when you think about nes tetris it's like a 30 year old game you expect only you know, older folks who grew up with the game to play it. Mm -hmm. But here's a kid who watched people play it on Twitch, and guys like Jonas and Harry, who would help other players get better at the game by streaming on Twitch, that was instrumental. Our community made that instrumental in allowing a kid to get into the game yeah. and then become a new champion. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just an amazing, thrilling story, but it doesn't end there. See, because when Joseph, the 16-year-old kid, showed the world that he could do it and learn the game in a year... Other kids saw it, and yep. they saw it on, uh, we were on ESPN, and uh, we have this new generation, like in the last year, so 
like four out of the top eight competitors in the Tetris World Championships this year were under the age of 20. So you got, yeah, so you got like we went new, from new blood now. 30, 40 somethings. They're now teenagers have come. Mm. Uh, they, they're enjoying the game. They're getting into it. They're doing something positive with it. Mm. And, uh, one of the young players won again this year. So that's uh, awesome. That's awesome. We've been broadcasting uh, the current um, classic Tetris on YouTube. We've been broadcasting this year's uh, past tournament, which happened a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, just like what you said: a kid seeing something, being inspired, and being mm-hmm. able to uh, use that to better their life. It's something so positive and. I'm the caster who did the Boom Death Tetris for Jeff that got him playing the game. So it's the biggest honor and the most incredible feeling to for me to grow up. Like, I would watch this old TV show. I don't know if you remember. There's a game show called Starcade. Yeah, I remember Starcade. Yeah, there would be, old like, an arcade ladies. machine yeah. as a prize, and these kids and their parents would play and try to get a high score and win the arcade machine. Yeah. I would watch that stuff, get inspired. Like, I want to be like that someday. Yes. But, you know, arcade games kind of died, and then Nintendo became my thing, Nintendo yeah. and Sega. We grew up with Nick Arcade, unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, being able to um, kind of like give back to the community and mm-hmm. to create a positive space for for kids growing up to want to get into esports and inspire the next generation—that's been the biggest thing. So it doesn't end when you've made it to the top as an esports player. It doesn't end there. You can give back to the community and you can give rise to completely new challenges oh, for absolutely. the next generation. Oh, and uh, I'd encourage people, you know, to to always, even if once you feel like you've made it. The challenges never end. Right. Mm-hmm. And you can uh, help help the world out from that point on. Oh, wow. Geez. I was going to tack on to that a little bit because, you know, when you become a top player, you still get back. And, again, we're going to tie back to Knuckle Do real quick. Mm-hmm. Multiple players this past year have been sponsored by him to go to different tournaments as well as Justin Wong. Yeah. Justin Wong, you know, I'm sure a lot of people in the fighting game community know he started his own brand and company mm-hmm. to go and support players and send players out to tournaments and Sherry, things like that. Sherry Genix. Yep, Sherry Genix. Yep, yeah. sent Arslan Ash, yeah. who won Evo. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, it's amazing like to think that if it wasn't for Sherry we wouldn't have Evo 2019 Tekken winner. Yes. At least be who he was. Um, But yeah, it's, you know, you make a great point, Chris, that even if you reach the top, you can still continue to get back and still continue to strive for excellence and for success. And I think that's the big thing is within the community, we all care about each other and we all have a common goal. We all want to see each other succeed. Exactly. Exactly. It's, yeah, it's even though it's a competition and it's a tournament and we compete against each other, outside of that realm, we're all friends. We're all supportive of each other. We want to see each other grow. So. Oh, definitely. I mean, uh, like, it, were you going to say something to me? Or? No, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Well, I mean, to the level that Chris had right there, it is nowhere near to the level. But I think the one big thing I like to say, I mean, besides the fact with just Extra Life itself, but it's just like where... Like, literally, we start, like, I uh, I don't want to toot my own horn at all with this, but literally, like, uh, with con- uh, when we made, when I made the website originally, Con Freaks and Geeks, uh, w- like, we had nothing. Like, we were, like, we, were, we had no idea what we were doing from the most beginning parts of, like, what, like, how to run a website in general and how things are supposed to work. And then uh, just in a year's time and after we were like, you know, let's try gaming because that's what we all do. And uh, and it was originally it was just me and another friend uh, that was running the website originally. So we were only doing comics for the good year. So we were trying to get our connections and networking with uh with like uh, DC, Marvel, and stuff like that. 
and uh, and then uh, I was like, you know what? I really want to do more more stuff into more kind of geeky kind of stuff that was more inf- uh, that was that was more familiar. So I was like, I'm a gamer. So let me just go into let's go into gaming and let's try how where this is gonna go. So when once we did that, I was like, okay, this is a second step. Uh, this is a step that we were going to switch out over to uh, to this. And uh, from there, I was like, uh, okay, I need help. But there's no way. So I brought my my editor and a good friend uh, Will, who's actually here with us here uh to say hey i need to uh make this serious and at this point like i want to have i want to give like a product that i can give out to people and say that we are serious on that cfg games and cfg games was created so the and then since then we were just slowly slowly getting good deals good do good written reviews really fun fun interviews and stuff like that and then we got a chance then uh my friend said you know you should really start streaming so I was like, okay, let me try streaming. And that basically opened up an interesting floodgate of, of information to where we are right now to this day. Because, like, the first year of this, we we're like, okay, this is not working. I'm not feeling this. But then the second year, we we're like, okay, we got, let's be more serious because it seems like it's going to go more towards streaming. So we got a little bit more. I mean, we're still very, very small, still very, very mediocre. Uh, but we were learning how to do this stuff. And then I just said, hey, let's do Extra Life and see where this is going to go. And uh, uh, the first extra life was literally in my room, and uh, we had like a, a C920 camera, and then we had no <laughs> idea what we were doing, and we just uh, had this really old, uh, oh, I forgot what, I think it was a laptop originally we were using to, to stream on this, and then we were like, okay, cool, let's just see where this goes, and let's, let's, let's network it out and see where this is going to go, and then our first year, we said, let's just make a, a small goal, we'll just say... Uh, a reasonable goal uh, for a thousand dollars. No one knew what we who we were that well. Right. And then we were like, okay, cool. So then we were, we did a full twenty four, and then we we're like literally at seven hundred, like eight hundred dollars. Then then uh, one person just gave us the thousand dollars, and we were hyped, and we we're yeah. like, this is great. It's like that's so good. I'm glad we actually finished our, we hit our goal. And then I was like, okay, but we got to do better. And then uh, so we do that. We were we we're talking about next year. But what I love is like. We skipped it, and it got bigger and bigger. Uh, and then we had more people to join us for the more reviews, more videos, and more more content. And then uh, this is our third year doing it. And to say that, like, I had to move. I left Arizona this year, moved to Texas, uh, and still had the strong ties that we are right now with Arizona and the Phoenix Children's Hospital and stuff. And I was like, man, this is uh, – I was – kind of afraid because i was thinking like i don't know what i'm going to expect when i come back to arizona and like the levels i mean we i've met people from the streaming side we've met you flexus i um, mean and chris chris uh in the convention scenes and most of the, for the most part but then just to say that like how everyone came up to show up the attention to come to this event itself i mean you have no idea how much it means up how, how much it means to 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 where we were at and to what we're doing for uh for this uh for this cause and stuff so like i mean <laughs> it's kind of like i'm kind of tearing up a little bit too uh but like to say that like i mean we have a crowd of people like uh 
uh, right here on the backside that that uh, knows who CFG games are. We've met new friends uh, that is definitely up on it. We're at a game store now. Yeah. We're like uh, uh, to, that that was willing to give us our time to do this and uh, and stuff. So uh, and uh, and I also have like really good people like Brian and stuff like that uh, that, uh, to, that I know has my back for this kind of stuff. So to say that like it, that literally gaming literally brought us together. You came from Vegas mm -hmm. from here yeah. to do this stuff. And then it doesn't matter what, like, I mean, in this room alone, we probably have like 20 uh, Twitch people, uh, people that have their own stream channels. It doesn't matter. It's just like we, we're doing this for a great cause, and I just love where uh, where we started and uh, what, where it's coming down to. So, I mean, I really do appreciate it. I'm kind of shaking a little Aww. bit. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but that's, uh, it's that's uh, gonna, it's good. Yeah, you know? I was gonna say, and that's the thing that I think a lot of gamers also have in common. You know, we might get salty, we might teabag, <laughs> so on and so forth. But at the same time, you know, we are all very selfless. Mm -hmm. And again, we we can tie it back to the fact that we want to help each other and we want to see each other improve and goal uh, grow and support each other <laughs> and goal. Uh, and it's a very selfless act to do these things, to do what Chris did, to do what people like Knuckle Do did mm. and Sherry Genix, to do an event like this, you know. Yeah. And it just shows, it, it just goes to show the positive, um, <laughs> the positive effect that gaming can have on people, and that you know it's not all just. We talked about this, you know, the the Walmart banning yes. of violent yes. games, and oh, oh, you know, this is gonna make my child violent, things like that. It's not the case at all. Like it, it produces events like this uh -huh. and people like this. Yes, exactly, and that's what's fun. I mean, and just to kind of say, kind of off on the topic, what you were saying with Knuckle Do. I mean, the biggest issue, like remember when Arslan won and Tekken, right? Mm -hmm. uh, like. That opened up competition from one country to a different country. Exactly. Because they're like, uh, it wasn't Tur it wasn't Turkey, was it? No, um, but it was somewhere in that area. It was in I'd that area specifically that mm -hmm. they were just basically said. Japanese basically said, "We don't know why are we getting destroyed by these people by by this area. We need to find what's up with this." And then they are now. It's a brand new kind of competition yep. in Tekken. It's not just, oh, uh, Japanese players are going to win Tekken or Korean players are going to win Tekken anymore. It's a new Pakistan. brand new country. Pakistan, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so Pakistan is now on the map, literally, <laughs> yeah, literally for uh, for a fighting game. And, yep. like, who would have thought that? And then if you, uh, there's a great YouTube video about Arslan's, like, journey to get to this tournament. And it's amazing. And it's amazing of all the, the steps that he had to do just to get there. And uh, like, and he was about to give up, but like, literally, once again, the community helped him to mm -hmm. get to to step it up and just to get there because they knew this guy was as good as he as he said he was, and then uh, or as, as they showed. So yeah. and then and then even the number one guy in Tekken was openly wanting him to come because that's that's the test. Yeah. So Arslan put set up the bar so that it's so good. Yeah, I would definitely if if I could find the link to that, I would definitely show that. So let me just say. <laughs> How good Sherry must have felt to have brought Evo champion. Right. <laughs> like, like she was like, "Yeah, that was me." I told y'all. It's like I told y'all. That's exactly what exactly. I said. You know, that's straight up. So it's all crazy. Uh, so I just wanted. To, so I'm gonna get my. Yeah, now it's yeah. my turn. <laughs> I've been playing forever. I've been playing uh, games since I was a kid. You know, Commodore, Nintendo, anything I could basically get my hands on. I kind of strayed away from it a little bit in college, but I really got back into into playing games. Uh, when I moved out to Vegas, didn't really know anybody. 
I, I worked a swing shift, so I'd get off at midnight. I didn't have to be in until like 3 p.m. the next day. So I'd stay up till like 8 a.m. in the morning drinking beers and playing video games. Uh, got back into it, you know what I mean? And, and then it started having that kind of negative effect on relationships. Because <laughs> uh, I guess I was playing a little too much. Uh, so really like a big motivator for me is like, all right, dude, like, I enjoy playing video games. I want to be able to play video games. How do I play video games and justify the amount of time that I'm spending playing video games? <laughs> one of my buddies, uh, he's actually one of my moderators, uh, NT, NT Man, uh, started mm. streaming on Twitch. He was like, oh, yeah, dude, you got to check it out and this and that. Now, I had been to, you know, Justin TV, watch sports and stuff like that, but I never watched streams. So I've been on Twitch for probably four, about four years now. I didn't really seriously start streaming till uh, a couple years ago. Uh, and wow, I got to say, because it, it didn't make sense to me when I was on the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't understand why people will come and watch it. Like, if I want to watch somebody play a game, I just go play the game. You know what I mean? I'm not going to watch somebody, you know, this and that. And, you know, I, start, start, I started watching other people's streams, and I was just like, oh. Like, for me, anyways, this isn't really about games at all. This is about hanging out and, and meeting people. And, you know what I mean? I've met so many great people. You know, again, uh, from the T-San, uh, uh, what's oh, it called? Oh, yeah, the, the, uh, uh, month, the meetup. Uh, no, the... Uh, yeah, no, you're talking about the group, the, uh, the group, the group thing. thing. Yeah, because yeah, we had friends. randomly got grouped. The first group that I got uh, put into is how I met uh, <laughs> CFG Games. And obviously, that, you know, I met, I met you uh, through him and through this podcast and whatnot. Uh, but I, it really opened up my eyes to be able to see, you know, how much, uh, you know, how much people really want to connect and how much video games help people to connect. Not only that, but this is a platform to basically do and create anything that you want to within TOS, of course. The Buddy yeah. Challenge, yes. Thank the you. Buddy Challenge, thank you, yes. The Buddy yes, Challenge. Retro was one of them, actually. Yes. Retro, so yeah, exactly. Retro yeah. knows about it. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, just being able to come together and seeing how much support you know, there is from people like for me, it, it's fun. I love going like going and gifting a bunch of subs or this and that. Cause it's like, you know, it's helping out. It gets people excited and stuff like that. Um, and there really is a lot that you can do. And I, I'm, I'm like, for me, I'm super excited to continue exploring this. My career career uh, right now or what, what pays the bills is I've been in uh, uh, TV news uh, for the last 13 years. I just switched over to uh the uh, Las Vegas Review Journal, which is a paper, but on their digital side. Mm. So I'm helping them build that out. And that's what really excited me and got me to move over was just how much digital is really, I feel like, on that ground floor. Right. People are starting to understand it better. They're starting to see, oh, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of eyeballs here. It's not traditional. People aren't consuming anymore in a traditional sense. They're doing it off of phones and, you know, it's everywhere. Right. Uh, so the model is changing. And, and for me, I'm, I'm super excited to be on the ground floor of that, um, to be able to make these connections, to be able to work together with all these people and, and really kind of look and see what that infrastructure is going to look like and create that. Uh, this is a super exciting time. Uh, I'm just happy that, uh, y- you know, I'm, I was able to come down here, mm-hmm. uh, that I was a- invited to be able to come down here, help raise money for uh, children and whatnot, and, uh, and and to play games, man, and be around cool people. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, it's like it doesn't get any better than that. It it's just, great. You know, we're, just do- we're just out here doing things just yes. like anybody can, you know, so it's, it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. For me, like, so talking about gaming and talking about connecting with people, so I kind of grew up, I was not a popular kid. Uh, as most nerds were, I was a very nerdy kid. I didn't have a ton of friends. The friends I had were my parents. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. My pets and the people I'd play games with online. And, or my friends that I would make in person 
where we would go and play games online. <laughs> right. And so, like I said, you know, through high school, I didn't have a ton of friends. I usually just had my small group. We'd play Minecraft together. <laughs> Back when Minecraft was still in beta. Right. Oh, wow. Oh, man. And so we would play Minecraft together. We'd play RuneScape. We'd play all these different games and stuff like that. And that was how I made friends. And I didn't actually start getting, like, a true best friend or a true group of friends or people that, you know, I consistently hang- hung out with until college when I was consistently having people to play with. Right. And then I got introduced to the FGC this past year. Actually, it's been a year officially since I've been in the FGC. Mm-hmm. And it's insane the amount of people that I've met and the amount of friends that I've made. And the community has been so inspiring, so supportive, so loving and so like comforting and welcoming in every aspect of my life. You know, whether it's been an emotional side where they've supported me through hardships, whether it's been supporting me in my successes, reaching different milestones, right. uh, whether it's been at events or tournaments or competitions like Evo was this amazing thing because I had a group of friends, you know, we're in a different state and I yeah. have a group of friends from all over the country right. sitting behind me, cheering me on. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I wish I had that when I was a kid, <laughs> but now <laughs> I have yeah. that as an adult. And that's uh-huh. what's amazing about this culture. Uh-huh. And of course, you know, that's what's amazing about like the fighting game community is that it is a family. It is friends. It's a community. And you feel that. Uh, and like I said, you know, I get a little teary-eyed and I get yeah. I feel very wholesome and I love the community I'm part of both within fighting games and as a whole because seeing the rise of Twitch, you know, Twitch is now a community in itself. Yes. Gaming is its own community and so seeing the rise of popularity, seeing the rise of support for each other and, you know, finding commonalities to be able to connect mm. and connect through other people as well. I think it's it's amazing and it it's been it's completely changed my life. Uh, like yeah. especially the FGC. I don't even know what I was doing with myself like a year ago. That's what I tell people. If it weren't for video games, I probably wouldn't even be alive. Exactly. <laughs> Got down the wrong path. Yeah, you know? like comatose oh. stay in my bed or something. Yeah. That's so funny. So and that's what's amazing about the gaming community. And I think you know, like I spend all my free time playing games. Pretty much most of my relationships and friendships all center around gaming. Mm-hmm. So and. I uh, you know, I think most people can speak on that, and I think people on the outside don't realize how big of an impact gaming can have. Yes, I think that's what it is. From the outside perspective, it may look like it's just gaming, but it, really, it's more than that. And I mean, people who are in the inside the community understands it, and uh, I think it's yeah, it's not just staying in the un, uh, in the basement just playing <laughs> games just for the heck of it. It is a little it's, bit. Yeah, it is a little bit. It is. <laughs> It is, but uh, but the uh, but I mean, what what brings you in as much of it is that camaraderie that you have towards the people that you are seeing. You may not know this person; this person may be a thousand miles away. But at the same time, the person is definitely uh, in the same groove with you, and then you and you're definitely in a good sync where you're wanting to talk to it. Especially in the FGC, God, the FGC community. I don't think it gets as much credit as it get uh, as it gets. It really. Because I mean, it's straight up competition. But at the same time, at the end of the day, when uh, when it's like uh, when someone gets bodied, it's that same person will come to them with the straight up respect that they get back uh, that they get back. So you don't hear any of this cro- uh, this nonsense unless you're part of the Smash community. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but still, but we'll, we'll def- but definitely, that was a great topic. Yeah. Uh, so yes, yeah, so well, I love that you. topic. That a, yes. Yeah. No, thank you. For like, that's probably like the topic of the day, right? <laughs> no, yeah, for sure. For sure. It's like going. Because we back. all have. Have 
part of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, all, they're all so different, but yet here we are, you know what I mean? Here we are, and it, you know those stories lead to here and us coming together and whatnot. Uh, you can't go wrong with it, man. Oh, it's a, yeah. it's a great At least until so. Death Stranding comes out on PC. That'll be what brings I'm us done. together. Speaking of which, I, I know, Smitty, you won't be streaming it, but I've been streaming my run like from the start, so if people want to watch yes. me continue my run, uh, my, my Twitch handle is Boomtang. B O O M T A N G. I love that. Perfect. Boom Tang. Okay. Go with that. So yeah, in a few hours, I'll jump back on and I'll play all the way through if you want to check it out. All right. Before I through the last topic, I just want to do one more thing, just another fact. We are at twenty one eighty four. So sixteen more dollars, and we will give away some stuff that was that was generously donated by Viz and some of and some video game companies. So just says eighty five on. Here. Oh, 85? I'm yeah. sorry. So eight, 15 more dollars. 15 so $1 bucks. less. So yeah, 15 more dollars, and then your your name will be inside the raffle. We'll we'll and then we'll a raffle it immediately give it to you. But definitely, this is for the kids. We have we, everyone's brought together as you've seen from this uh, the smallest violins playing in the background <laughs> where people are about to cry. But definitely, uh, for 15 more dollars, we're going to be at 22. Our goal's 3,000. I know we can do it. We know we uh, we have we we have it uh, we have it here. So let's uh, let's definitely bring together and try to get the, uh, get to that goal together. Okay. Uh, all right, my last topic. It's not going to be as hearty or as meaty as that, I will say. <laughs> I was just wanting to get your opinion on this because, I mean, I don't know who's planning on getting Pokemon when it comes out. Just I know you you probably are done. <laughs> I canceled my my pre-order. You did? Why? Yeah, I've just been super disappointed by the leaks, yes. unfortunately. Oh, the leaks? Okay, so maybe whatever I didn't. I didn't want to I didn't want to look at them, uh-huh. but... I got curious about what got cut exactly, uh-huh. and over half the Pokemon from the total decks have been cut. Okay, yeah, that's it. This is actually going to be fun, so I'm going to bring this up to this uh, to this topic, and it's one of the things I've kind of never really understood. Um, and I'm trying to get an open mind on this uh, on this on this thing right uh, itself. So basically, yes, there are leaks of Pokemon uh, from Pokemon that were saying that uh, uh, people are mad about the selection that Pokemon is bringing to this one. It's not only, is it less? I believe it's a lot less than what it normally is. And then also the people are not fans of the transfer from the previous generations that's coming to the current generations itself. Now, I may not be the best person to explain on this because like the last Pokemon I played was red. <laughs> okay. I'm be there. So yeah, I, exactly. So I played red and then I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." So I mean, th- and this is literally what 20 years later or so, but uh, uh and I understand the level of frustration, but then I thought about I thought to myself, it's like, do we really need the transfers of these Pokemon? I mean, the the, the it's usually uh, what's the average? Like 150, maybe 200. I don't, I don't know. You're looking at me. I have no idea. <laughs> so, there's 900. There's over. There's 900. over 900 Pokemon now. They have like exactly 400 in this new game. Oh wow. Okay. Um, so. Okay, so 900. Okay, so Gen 4 had more Pokemon than this one will. Okay, so fair enough. That's weird. My biggest issue is like, okay, so they uh, people are mad because they're not bringing the old Pokemon back. This is kind of weird to me because I've always thought like, okay, if that's the case, why do y'all need a new game? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, uh, like I'm just wondering, like their level of what people are wanting to bring back to it. 
why like why do they why are they wanting the old stuff when they're, and then trying to justify to spend sixty dollars to bring back the old stuff instead of introducing the new stuff you know mm -hmm. i mean can can someone please explain like uh because like is it more is it more than what i'm what i'm am i simplifying this because that's is that's what i'm uh, gathering. their reasoning behind cutting it was to improve the like the game itself like the animations all this other stuff they're mm -hmm. still reusing old animations. Some moves still don't really have animations. The model of the Pokemon just like moves up and down. Okay. Um, from people who like played through the whole game already that got it early said that it is no longer than any like previous gen game for a higher price tag with essentially less but the content. the price tag is the same price. It's still 60 bucks. Previous games, the most expensive one was 40. It was forty new. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh because previous games. It's previous games. These are, these are yeah. Yeah. Because it's the oh, it's the first on. game on the console, uh -huh. and it's less content than they had on the handheld games, essentially. Oh, okay. Which so. is a a big disappointment to tons of people who are finally waiting to see okay, so, Pokemon on a big console for the first time. Okay, so here's the counter of that. So most people are are familiar with Pokemon being on. Is they're familiar with the fact that it was on a console. Or, I mean, on the handheld, and now it's going to console. So now people are now upset because they're feeling like the amount of Pokemon that are coming in into the console at $60. So it's $20 more than what it normally is. Uh, but they and it's going to be less Pokemon. I don't see a problem with that, <laughs> like, personally. Because, like, I feel that, like... Was it the other way around? You expect more for paying more? And well, I think people's I think the level of entitlement for people is that they are expecting to get the... the, uh, the well, I think the biggest thing is that they're trying to get their old Pokemon to this new game, is one. Mm -hmm. And two, they feel like the, the, the list is weak. But the, how big is the list? Like, is the list... Like, do you know how many Pokemon have they have it's, they verified how many? How I big believe it is? it's four hundred. It's four hundred. Four hundred. There's four hundred Pokemon. Yes, that's what I'm <laughs> Get saying. I'm gonna greedy. So I'm trying. Yeah, I'm. Tr I'm seriously trying to get an open understanding Let of this because I'm just like yeah. some examples okay. is um like. I think of like the top hundred, like most popular Pokemon. I think only forty are on there. So like people who have their favorites are missing their favorites. Yeah. It's still small spine. The only, the DLC. only, the only <laughs> starter Pokemon from previous generations is Charmander. Okay. Um. There's no none of the previous legendaries. I'm still, like still, I'm still not seeing I the smallest violin is still, so, still playing right now. People are trying to say that it would also. Um, um, help with the competitive scene. However, they've kept the most like broken, non-legendary Pokemon in the game that just kind of turned the competitive scene into a stalemate. Okay, so it sounds like it's the hardcore community. I agree. Right? Yeah. yeah, a lot of it is hardcore community okay. for sure. So uh, let me get it. Let me get something out. All right. Uh, I'm gonna play devil's advocate. First off, Faye, because I know you're super knowledgeable in this. In the previous game. How many Pokemon was in it? Do you know off the top of your head? Um, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, you could get between the two games every single Pokemon from, like, in there without having to transfer previous Pokemon, you could get everything. Okay, and that equates to roughly how much? Um, 800-something. Okay, With the so new game, it's going to be over 900. Okay, so <laughs> all the so last Pokemon game, they got 800. It was handheld. 
and it was only 40. Now we're seeing it get taken over to console. We're seeing a drastic cut in Pokemon. And mind you, I'm playing Devil's Advocate. Yes. I'm not a crazy like Pokemon fan or anything. But to have to pay more and get less content, and it's like, well, why not just play it on handheld? You know, why not? It, it's almost as if it's like, well, what, what, what's the point of buying the game if I'm getting less content, if I'm not getting, you know, the new variety of gameplay, if I'm not getting um, everything that I loved in the previous games, and I'm having to pay more. The other thing is, I think there's a lot of people who might have bought a Nintendo Switch not thinking it was going to have that problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. well, yeah, but I mean... I mean, like for you. I mean, Chris. You like I said, you play. You're in the same boat as me with Red. Like my backlog is. I bought other games in the series, but I just got busy and yeah. didn't get to play. Through okay, all but of them. still. But looking at the outside perspective, is because you're in the same boat as me. Yeah. That you, when you're seeing, like, I mean, you and you understand that when they don't like, if the previous titles are, if they're doing less titles from the previous ones, but yet they're introducing their new sets of, uh, uh, they're trying to introduce more new Pokemon. So that so people are not staying with the old ones so, and going with it. Like, do you know, are, are my you angle on, on this or not? is, I did, you know, play way back in the day. I played Red, and like I said, I had a few. I had like Silver and some other ones that yes. were along the way. I didn't uh-huh. get to, you know, play all through it, but I always knew that the door was open for me to move those Pokemon forward into the future mm-hmm. if I could. Mm-hmm. From what I hear from the new one, that door just shut, uh-huh. and that changes. That puts a spear in between me being able to do that ever right. again okay and uh if this is where they're going to stand with it then they're cutting off a lot of people from being able to get back oh my goodness we just game. jumped up to t- 2,215 hey, oh, yeah. Yeah. hey. Yeah. we were talking so much about this i didn't notice the donation <laughs> thank you yes thank you so much means? yes well we're going to be doing that yeah, we'll means do the another raf- raffle yeah we're going to be doing another raffle, raffle at the end of the deal so uh well yeah so definitely sit tight so i'm sorry what were you saying Chris? Oh, yeah so I was just saying that the door was open to bring all the Pokemon from whenever I might have played the game in my past. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like any new release, I think I got Sun and Moon, and I was like, you know, well, if I ever get to play on that, then I'll I'll start grinding on my old one and, you know, get all the hardware to transfer that stuff over. I knew I could do that. And that was something, that was comforting. That was like, you have like a virtual pet or something, and, you know, they're locked away in a drawer somewhere, and it's like, (laughs) they're still alive, and I can bring them (laughs) forward. Right. That, first off, you need to be child's pr- like uh, pr- uh, CPS. Uh, yeah, CPS. <laughs> needs to go after you. Oh my God. <laughs> right, okay. right. But just knowing that was possible, and that rule had never been broken in the series past before. Now that's breaking it, and that's causing people who have grown up with it to really, even if they're not hardcore competitive, if Pokemon has ever touched them in their life as something that was part of it. Mm-hmm having that door open meant something and i think them losing that is probably a mistake and a lot of people you know if they make a big enough fuss about it nintendo might have to go back on it and and fix it for the next one we'll have to see how it sells have they said why they took that out they they said it was going to be because they were going to make these better animations and graphics and all that stuff and they marred they're marginally better than the previous game like i don't want to know they even have like because of um, let's go Pikachu, let's go Eevee. They well, have all harsh. they have all of the poke like the Gen One Pokemon animated and all that stuff. They're not going to use those models. Like they've cut some of them. 
I don't know what they're playing. Like, there's no reason to not use models you already have made. Okay, right. what if is this? Let me play the devil's advocate's advocate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's say this. Like, theoretically, like, this is a brand new thing for, for, for Pokemon themselves to be on console. This is their first one ever in 20-something years, 20-something years of its time. So what if they're, they're trying to start a new generation of the levels of, like, because, I mean, it's kind of like Smash. That's the only thing that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like the Smash community, for instance. Like how, like you got, now we're at a point of time in the tournaments that people who start Smash will have to start Melee, which is the game that came out fifteen to tw- almost fifteen years before they were born, or so, I mean, or, or like uh, to this level. Maybe they don't want to have that same kind of level of like sticking to it because even this one, they're getting rid of all TPs. So that means that you don't have that one junk Pokemon that says that can do cut, str- uh, swim, and strength and stuff to cut boulders and stuff. They're trying new systems to make it more efficient. So what they if, did uh, already get rid of those in the previous game. Oh, did they? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I mean, I'm saying as an example, as they're trying to shift to this kind of to this new beginning. So maybe it's like. Yes, the old poke like I mean the the old there's the old crew the the people that are familiar with it but now they're trying to introduce new people to a new generation since this is a new console to uh, to this so they don't and they don't want people to be like oh Charmander I mean yeah everyone loves Charmander he turns into a freaking like uh, dragon I mean it's great but <laughs> but like uh, but at the same time it's like you don't want to. Uh, lean on that too much. Right. You're wanting to. You're wanting to have. Uh, you're wanting to have the level of change to uh, to the new uh, to the new generation. That's the way I'm looking at it. Because like now, since I started the first one, and now we're seeing a next step in its chapter of growth. It's possible that they're just wanting to just say where they're wanting to make more and not rely on the uh, uh, on the past as much. I mean, would you? Well, look and at I that think way? I, I think too. They they still leave the door open for them to say, "Hey, we've made this, but we're also going to." Come back now for mm-hmm. for the handhelds. Yeah. You can you can port your people. You know, what I mean, they still have that option to go back and and add that in something separate or whatever. I I, I think you're spot on though about that. They're they're going on to something. It's it's uh it's new ground for them, right? So mm-hmm. why not reset? Let's start over, and then you start building from this point on in the games that we make for console. Then you can you know that that progression and that kind of stuff then starts getting introduced back into the game. So oh, okay, yeah, I don't know, yeah we might not know their plan yet. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So, so I think I mean people are always so quick to want to hate on something. It's like give it give it some time to breathe. It's kind of like last week yeah. when we were talking about Overwatch Two and people were already oh, hating yeah. on yeah. the yeah. expansion. Like, on that. Like, yeah. Yeah. I was gonna comment on that because I believe it was the new BB tag. Uh huh. Yeah. The I want to say it was the new BB tag. Is it Blaze Blue? Well, the guilty tag Gear. Battle? Or you know, Guilty Gear. Thank right, you. Thank they're you. Reinventing yeah. and making it simpler. Yes. Getting people yes. Into yes. It. Oh, I yes, always wanted right. to play Xard, but I didn't have time. But I know how complicated and how much time investment it, is very it would take yes. to get to you know a competitive level on that. Right. But because they said they're starting it over. I feel like, hey, maybe I have a chance at getting into the game and being on even playing field with everybody else. Mm-hmm. Right. It's all my skill, even though I don't have a lot of time to practice. Yeah. And Shredder yeah. Stone has a good point on here. Have it, uh, have it on, uh, uh, to rely on the name, make a better game overall, make it uh, not only targeted, uh, targeted towards kids, but bring in a right. new fan base. And the, the series is 20-something years old. Oh, yeah. And now, and then we don't want to get into a situation, you know, with, like, I mean, this is a pretty extreme uh, example, but Star Wars. Like, uh, how they literally killed off Luke and 
Han and everybody. Right. Spoilers, by the way. <laughs> but uh, uh, they killed off the old, yeah, the old crew and to try to introduce Again. a new crew. But then it's like, do you feel like 40 years might be a little too late to kind of introduce that because y'all never changed it? Or, I mean, then these kind of things, I mean, it could be they, they don't want that same kind of situation. I mean, this is just speculation in, in all my modes, but I just feel like... Yes, they uh, they're doing something that they've never done before. But at the same time, I, there's a re- I think there's a method to their madness in this situation. I feel that you just need to give it an open enough mind to say, okay, let's give this sucker a shot. And keep in mind, this is the first Pokemon that's on the console. Right. This is something we've been dreaming about forever, you know, especially Pokemon fans. And if people were interested in Pokemon, hey, uh, I choose you, Pikachu, or I choose you, Eevee, which was garbage in my opinion for me <laughs> at least I, I mean i would have been like uh yeah this is ridiculous and i knew that this was uh i was i said no this i'm not gonna get this this is yeah. not a pokemon game that i wanted to get you i'm still waiting triggered. for pokemon snap too <laughs> oh yeah pokemon snap too see you've been, you're wait, letting chris tang wait for 15 years that's terrible so, <laughs> yeah so the reason why i I'm brought up saying. guilty gear though and the reason and you make a super valid point you know these games are just coming out you know they're still in beta we're only seeing snapshots of gameplay and we're only seeing people that have been playing it for a couple days so mm-hmm. it's not like some you know and we often have this conversation on the podcast where companies are only in it for the money they don't really care about the players only what's going to make a profit but mm-hmm. at the same time there are companies out there that will listen uh, you know, you mentioned the game earlier where they're still accepting uh, reviews what was it? Neo uh, too. Yes, Neo thank too, you. Yeah. Where they're accepting uh, reviews yeah. and feedback on the gameplay. They're having the beta so people can give them feedback exactly, on it. Exactly, exactly. And so it's not like it's entirely out of mind to not provide feedback on these games. And it's not entirely out of mind for certain um, gaming uh, developers to listen to that feedback. And also, sometimes they make the plans that they... They go through with it not knowing that that's going to be the response. Right. Exactly. And then they have to respond to it. Yeah, right, right. yeah. And so... There's always room for improvement, and I don't think it's above—it's it, too far-fetched to think that these games won't improve and won't take the feedback seriously. So my guess is, you know, when these games like Guilty Gear and like Pokemon and so forth come out, even though the like the gameplay might not necessarily be ideal or people may not like it, I think that there's still room for improvement, and I still think that people or the gaming companies, the uh, developers, are going to improve on it. Especially if there's such a high backlash, like from Pokemon, I definitely think they're going to look at that. That's a lot of that. money on the line. Yeah, oh, absolutely, exactly. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So. So, I mean, okay, well, that's cool. I like that. I, I really like your 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 part. I really love the fact that Faye, I didn't have no idea that you were a Pokemon fan, Faye. Yeah, <laughs> no, I was looking forward to this for a real yes. long time. Even when they first announced that, like, it wasn't going to have all the Pokemon, I was like, all right, maybe it'll be, like, a couple hundred. But, like, because the, the reasoning they said was because they're making these better animations, uh-huh. and they ended up not really making better animations. Like, if they were just honest from the start. Oh, yeah. And then, like, other yeah. and the other thing that really sealed the deal was people said the post game like after you beat the, like the elite four all that stuff yeah they said it was like less like around two hours okay yeah as opposed no... as opposed to like sil- like gold and silver had literally you could go back to kanto and play the first generation all over again basically or like 
Gen 4 had a bunch of end game content like that stuff like it's gotten less and less mm-hmm. and again for like saying they're going to make this this big thing it's our first game on the uh this on a main console and it's like I still not I any still not, like thing yeah. extra. I still want to like count it out. I mean, yes, it's not what you're familiar to what you like. In the maybe past. like it comes out and they do fix some things, or people actually do say it's really good and stuff. Maybe then I'll get it. But like, yeah. I'm super wary now, as opposed to having pre-ordered this back in like May. I'm gonna I'm gonna play this. If it was on Stadia, I'd probably get another one. <laughs> 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 All right, man. This was a great awesome episode thank you so much everybody who was watching and thank you for everyone who was able to donate during the episode this is episode 28 and once again let's go along the lines again chris thank you for being here as our guest special thank you it's guest. been an honor hope you enjoyed it out. yeah you want look, once again plug in your plug uh, plug your twitch ch- channel check um, his stuff out my twitch channel is boomtang and I'll be uh, streaming Death Stranding um, in a few hours. Mm-hmm. And uh, be sure to check out the Classic Tetris World Championships. Uh, we're um, broadcasting that on YouTube with premieres every day. And my new game, Strike Blazinger, should be out sometime next year. Oh, yes, that's right. Man, yes. that's awesome. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, definitely yeah. check his stuff out. He's awesome. He's a, he's definitely fun to watch and check it check it out awesome. Flexus, what do you uh, you have anything up for, uh, up for coming up? All birthday right. girl flexes, I should say. Yeah, so you're like one year birthday. older, yes. Uh, what's going on with you? All right. So besides my birthday, um, the next weekend mm-hmm. I'll be going to North American Regionals to compete for Street Fighter. I'm super, super excited. Who's your main? Uh, Chun Li. All right. <laughs> um, so you'll see me streaming here and there throughout the week. I do have another training session planned with Pichon. Looking forward to doing that. And yeah, just gonna be hashing it out, really grinding, so that way I can prep for North American regionals. Right, that's awesome. And as always, man. Hold on, hold on, oh, hold yes. on, real quick, real quick. Uh, Retro is asking. Yeah, uh, is my game like a platformer? Yeah. So my game is uh, it's actually a, it's like a spiritual successor to Space Harrier and uh, Fantasy Star. You uh-huh. fly forward, blow stuff up. It's a ton of fun. You got two players simultaneous. Um, game did a slight video on it, so. Look it up, Strike Blazinger. Yeah, it's not a platformer. It's more like uh, it's on like Steam, Space Harrier or, or Star Fox, that yeah. kind of game. Yeah, it's still be on Steam, PC, and arcade. Okay, cool. So yeah, definitely check it. And stuff. console. Yeah, definitely check it That's out awesome. too. I think I played it like at uh, Game yeah, on I had Expo it on last game year. On and, uh, yeah, so it was awesome. Yeah, definitely check it. And uh, Smitty, what up? <laughs> what up? What up? Uh, I don't have any big plans really. Uh, just a normal streams. I'll be up uh, next uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, we're we still have home sweet home that we need to finish. Uh, I think really that's the main like storyline game uh, that I'm working on. Like I said, I'm gonna play Death Stranding offline by myself and cry like a baby. <laughs> uh, so I'm looking forward to that. And do, then, do you uh, need us to rock you? Uh, yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> if I can get that lullaby, uh, square that please. That'd be great. Um, other than that, though, I do have some uh, some big news. I got to save. It's still not official, official yet, but we'll talk about that. Uh, yes. Some things and stuff are working in the background. It's gonna be fantastic. Um, and then uh, hopefully, I'm, I'm gonna try to get out. I know there's some events uh, next weekend. There's a Twitch meetup uh, at the Rio in in Vegas, so I'm gonna be going out to that. I was gonna say uh, we're gonna be going right. out to that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's we'll be there. Be awesome. 
Uh, and then, yeah, other than that, just do the normal stream. I know I got a bunch of sound effects I need to work on and things like that. So that's going to be like your internal gonna, log. That's going to be, no, dude, no, that is going to be a stream probably Sunday. We'll go through. Uh, so, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're part of the itty bitty and whatnot, hit me up. Let me know. We'll, we'll be working through those, uh, on stream and whatnot. Other than that, going to be kicking it. Yes. Smitty 2447, so. man. Itty bitty Smitty Committee. Go with that. <laughs> yes. And then also at CFG Games, we are definitely playing some more variety. Uh, you know what? I'm going to take a break this week uh, to kind of defuse everything here yeah, yeah. and making sure. But after that, I am probably going to get back. I actually, I'm going to be moving soon to a uh, to a better uh, to a better location. Nice. So I might be a little off for a little bit, but I'm going to try and still do my Monster Hunter runs. I'm definitely playing Luigi's Mansion. Uh, right now uh, and loving it and uh, uh, maybe do something with uh, I'm trying to try to figure I've been trying to figure out a way to see if I can stream Stadia or do some sort of video of Stadia yeah. and uh, Pokemon so that's that's in the near future for me but definitely check out CFG Games also go on our website confreaksandgeeks.com if you uh, check it out support this podcast by going to any of the uh, podcast services like uh, Google Podcasts uh, Apple Podcasts Stitcher Radio Podbean give us a like Give us a follow. Definitely appreciate. It. Follow these wonderful people, and definitely we'll we'll de and not miss an episode. <laughs> so this is Davis Smitty Flexus and Chris Tang, and y'all take it easy. And we're going to be uh, immediately right now. What we're going to do? We're going to do since we hit uh, tw uh, some uh, we hit our limit for we're at twelve twenty two right. Uh, Faye, where are we at right now? No. It is 22.15 right now. 22.15, so thank you for that.